This is Taking Care in Business, a podcast that dives into the topic of corporate social responsibility from many different perspectives. Host Kathy Pedrotti Hayes is an expert in CSR and philanthropic giving, and her co-host, Vicki Bolson, is the founder and CEO of Bolson Group, a unified marketing company that was also the first B Corp certified company in Indiana. Kathy and Vicki became friends and equally passionate about CSR when they first worked together several years ago. Join them as they talk about why it is always worthwhile to take care in business. Hey, Kathy. How are you today? Hey, I'm doing well. How about you? What's going on? Well, we're doing our uh, uh, podcast in an unusual format today. I know. We are. We're doing it on the phone. And then we also (laughs) have the Zoom going so that we can see each other, which is funny. And um, I can say that we've probably never looked so great, right, when we go to I know. I'm, I'm not going to know how to get all dolled up to go back to reality. I know. Well, I don't want to give up my my fluffy socks. <laughs> I know. I don't want to give up my ponytail and no makeup. That's right. what I don't want to give up. <laughs> don't do it. You what? I said don't do it. Uh, yeah, maybe I won't. Maybe. You know, they say the time should go back to simpler times, so maybe that's what I'm going to learn from this whole thing. So this is unusual, and we apologize in advance if our audio is a little off because we have uh, our guest on the phone from his home. We're both at home, but our producer is in the studio doing his magic, so he said he'd try to make it sound as good as possible. Um, But bear with us. Um, We are going to talk about insurance today, sort of. Um, I've always said, Kathy, that, you know, you can't live with it and you can't live without it, right? Right. (laughs) And today's guest is J.C. Wagaman, and he is the owner of a company called Catalyst Insurance Group. And he is here to make insurance painless for his customers. And I want to say that I went online and read some of his customer testimonials. And, um, I mean, I can attest to that. All of his customers are just raving about um, how easy he has made it. And not just easy, but as he wants to do, painless. Um, But the reason we have JC as a guest today is because he caught my eye when a colleague of mine told me something um, special that he's doing. And I can't wait for you to tell him about it, tell everybody about it today. So I'm not going to go into it, but... You know, it's a really simple thing to do, and I, I think it has immense impact, and quite frankly, I wish more companies would think outside of the box and take steps to do the kinds of things that JC and the Catalyst Insurance Group are doing. Um, and, you know, I could give you some back history on Catalyst and how JC decided to start his company, but I think he's best to tell that backstory. So I am just going to introduce JC and let him start by giving our listeners some background. Hey, JC. Hey, good morning, ladies. How are you? We're like you. We're hanging in there. We're doing the best we can, right? Absolutely. It's the only, it's the only thing we can do at the, uh, during these times. Yeah, absolutely. So I, we really enjoyed talking to you on the phone when we did our pre-interview some time ago. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about your background? I find it so interesting about how you decided to start Catalyst Insurance Group. Well, you know, um, thank you for the opportunity to, to share my story. And uh, I, I can't really just start in the middle. I kind of have to go back to when I was 10 years old. And when I was 10 years old, my father passed away. 
And uh, by 15, my mom and I found ourselves homeless. Um, thank goodness we lived in a community with some gracious people that were willing to take us in and put us up for periods of time. And that's how I made it through high school. And I worked really hard, got a scholarship, and I ran off to Ball State University, and I never really looked back um, from that time. And the reason I share that part of my story is because it really kind of set the foundation for where I'm at today. Um, you know, I worked hard at Ball State, was able to get a, a, a career in insurance right out of college and uh, worked for a really great company. And uh, they trained me well. And um, what ended up happening is I ended up trying to run as far and as fast away from my circumstances that I had growing up. And uh, what, what ended up happening is I fell in love with money and, and I shamefully admit that. Um, but I fell in love with success and what the world deemed success. And um, after about a, a, a eight to 10 year run in that, I, I found myself, even though I had the worldly success, I found myself very empty inside. And uh, given some circumstances at the time, I, I ended up leaving the insurance business altogether and tried to find what I was looking for, at least what I thought I was looking for, and tried my hand at a lot of different other things and kept ending up with that empty feeling and so here recently i was kind of uh forced into making a decision you know i'm 40 years old and i kind of had to plant my flag somewhere and as i was thinking about what i wanted to go back doing you know um, i did really well in insurance but i was doing it for the wrong reasons and i was kind of hesitant to go back into insurance because i didn't want to fall into that trap of chasing money again but then uh, one day it struck me like lightning through my soul that insurance is a very powerful financial vehicle and insurance is something that everybody has to have. And what if we could just tweak it a little bit and use that as a vehicle for impact? And that's really what our mission has, is. And that's why we decided to, to set our business up that way from the ground up. You know, I think a lot of people wait, they'll say, you know, once I be hit this certain level of success, then I'll start giving back to the community. And I kind of flipped that on its head and I said, let's just do that from the get go. Let's start impacting our community in a positive way. And then we'll be taken care of. If, if we're able to impact the community in the way that I hope and dream and strive to do, my family will be more than taken care of. And, and so that's kind of how we set it up is that our, our main goal is, is to make an impact in our community. Um, try to help elevate the human condition in any way we can, either help feed, clothe, or educate people, or support our first responders um, and our military veterans. Uh, those are groups of people that I feel very passionate about, and so that's where we're at. That's how we got started. That's um, we're about. This is our ninth month in business, and we're we're moving right along. Wow, to start a company and then have um, the pandemic happen. I bet that's been pretty challenging. Yeah, that definitely wasn't in the business plan. Um, but <laughs> fortunately, although it's not my preferred method of interacting with customers, we were kind of set up this way from the get-go through our technology, which I'm very blessed to be able to, to say that we did it that way. Um, but we really didn't skip a beat as far as how we operate. Um, being able to work from home and being able to do everything digitally and and, you know, I'm still able to communicate with customers just as efficiently and effectively as I was before. And, and so although it wasn't exactly how I planned it to be, 
we're, we're making, you know, we were given lemons, so we're making lemonade. What are you hearing from your customers right now? Are they dealing with, are there um, some COVID-19 specific issues that you're dealing with? Um, on the commercial insurance, there's definitely some um, concern there, um, you know, as far as lost income and lost revenue. Um, but, you know, most of the, the personal insurance customers, the home, the auto, the life insurance type stuff, it's just not top of mind right now. You know, everybody's got kids at home that they're trying to work through e-learning and you got two spouses or a spouse or, or working from home and it's everybody's in an adjustment period right now. So it's not really top of mind. And um, so that's kind of been really the biggest hang up. You know, it's just not an area that people are focusing on right now. And I, I'm trying to be respectful of that and, and trying to just say, Hey, I'm here if you need me. Uh, I'm not really pushing that envelope really hard. I know some people are, and, and that's, that's their model. For me, it's just more about being compassionate um, and listening to what people need and trying to help them wherever I can. I want you to tell our listeners about uh, what I kind of set up at the beginning about your out-of-the-box thinking and how you're approaching your business. Um, and if you could, if you could kind of speak to that a little and, um, and then I'd love to hear how you're handling that through the, um, the COVID-19. Yeah, it's, so what we do is we try to find a nonprofit that fits um, the, our, our two criteria. They either need to be somebody that helps elevate the human condition, help feed, clothe, or educate people, or be an organization that supports our military uh, veterans and our first responders. And so once we find an organization, we, we learn about that organization, and then we promote that organization through every means possible, whether that be through our website, through our social media, which we're on all the major social medias, um, and even in every client interaction. I mean, every time I sit down to, to do a proposal for a customer, I tell them about the organizations that we're supporting. And so the reason I do that is so there's people out there that need help. And they might not be the people that I know, but they might know the people that I know. And, you know, I might share this, share a, a organization with somebody, and they've got a cousin who has a neighbor, and word of mouth travels very fast, and so they might be in need. And so hopefully through that power of, of social connection, we're able to get people connected with these organizations that we're helping promote and then ultimately support. So then what we'll do is we take a portion of every dollar that we receive in revenue and we give that back, not, not the bottom portion, but the top portion to these organizations and help uh, financially support them as well as promote them. That's awesome. Have you um, shifted to, I mean, you mentioned first responders. Have you uh, tried to make a shift during COVID? Yeah, you know, honestly, I just had this conversation with my wife about, you know, where do we go from here? You know, because I had this all kind of planned out for the first year or so of the types of organizations and some of the organizations we were going to support. And um, right now, we're just trying to figure out what our next move is. Um, we're kind of trying to be keep our ears to the ground and, and listen to where the greatest needs are right now because they're shifting dramatically. At the same time, a lot of the nonprofits that we support, their fundings have pretty much come to a standstill too. People aren't, people are scared. 
people are uncertain and they're not giving um, in the way that they were. So trying to be cognizant and be good stewards and, and uh, of those resources and trying to help in uh, how we can. You know, unfortunately, we're not in a position where we can just help everybody. I wish I wish that I was, uh, but right now we're just trying to be, you know, listen and and find our next step uh, and, and try to help in any way that we can during this pandemic. When you explain this business model, JC, to others, what's the reaction that you get? You know, I get mixed reactions. I think sometimes people are looking for the angle, you know, what's in it for you, but it it'll fall on the ears that want to hear it is the way I kind of perceive it. And um, I, I can't say that I'm deaf to what my customers want, but at, at the end of the day, none of my intentions matter if I don't provide a quality insurance experience from the get-go, because that's ultimately the, the engine that drives the vehicle. And so I have to focus on that uh, first to make sure that I deliver what the customers ultimately want. And then I've had some people just that, that do business with me strictly because of that. I've had other people call in and are interested in doing business with us because of that. And, you know, there's some people that are like, yeah, that's great, but it doesn't really, that doesn't float my boat. And that, that's okay too. You know, I have to be a good insurance agent and good insurance agency as well. Um, regardless though, they're helping our mission, whether they realize it or not. I've been hearing about yeah. auto insurance right now and that uh, during COVID that, that some of the big carriers are planning to, um, rebate money is that is that true or do you know anything about that yeah you know um, there were a couple companies that were the first to the game with that and, and to be honest with you it's really it is a nice gesture but I don't think the you know the average refund is about 30 bucks mm. and so it, in the grand scheme of things it's not a huge impact on the family budget but I mean it's better than nothing and uh, I, I honestly think it's, it's a big marketing ploy that's gone over very well for them. And uh, all, all the carriers that I work with uh, are doing that. So, uh, you know, it, it's, it's a step. It's a, obviously, people are driving less. And so claims are way down, and, and that's impacting auto insurance. So, you know, I think a lot of the carriers are being good corporate citizens and, and trying to not – cash in on that and trying to give back in, in how they can. So that's what I'm seeing as far as the COVID rebate. Yeah, I just got an email this morning that my check is in the mail from my carrier. So that's a that was a good question. And um, have you seen that you're getting a rebate, Kathy? I haven't yet, but um, maybe I will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love how it's funny you say that, JC, because they – they, the way the email came, I thought it was, you know, like my stimulus check coming or something because they made a really grand gesture with the email letting me know that I was going to be getting my rebate. So, um, but, you know, I think any and everything helps right now, you know, and it it yeah. is actually a, a good, you know, way to address things, I guess, Um it's it's a scary world out there right now people not knowing you know what's going to happen and uh and you know what's next for them i work with a lot of restaurants and one of the things i'm trying to do is i i if somebody gets a, a home and auto quote from me i'll 
send them a $10 gift certificate to one of our local restaurants. Oh, that's a good um, idea. It's not contingent on you purchasing your insurance from me. It's just mm-hmm. really to try to help um, our restaurants. And mm-hmm. so I've got a mm-hmm. stack of gift cards right here on my desk that anybody that sends in for a quote, whether they do business with me or not, it's really irrelevant. I'm sending them this gift card and hopefully they can go out and support our local restaurants because we got to have something to come back to when this is all done. Right, right. Absolutely. Uh, what is an exact, What can you explain an impact that you've had, an organization you've helped, and maybe what the outcomes were? Yeah. Um, so I, I, I can think of a, several right off the top of my head. Uh, one of the first organizations or the first organization when I opened my doors for business that I supported was the Impact Center. And this is a food pantry and, and clothing store through Mount Pleasant Christian Church. And they actually have missions set up throughout the city in some of our uh, rougher neighborhoods here in Indianapolis. And one of those is the old South Side. So what they did, they were able to take our donation and they make crockpot meals. And so families in the community that need help can come into their facility and they have all the ingredients there and they will actually make five meals that they can just take home in a bag and throw in a crock pot. And so they were able to help uh, several families for about three weeks worth of food um, right there on the south side off of the donations that we provided. And that was awesome for me to see because that's like, that's the rubber meeting the road. That's where this grand idea that I had is actually being implemented and impacting directly people's lives. And that was just such an awesome thing to see that, hey, I might be on to something here. This this might really be able to make an impact. Yeah, and so what would you say, I know you're about nine months in, what would you say some of the biggest lessons learned have been for you, um, for you over this first year? Um, wow, that, that's, a, that's a tough question to answer. Um, you know, there's a lot more need out there. <laughs> than what I'm gonna be able to meet. And and patience has never been my virtue. And so, um, you know, you ask for patience and you're gonna be given plenty of opportunity to be patient. (laughs) And so, um, you know, as far as things that I have learned is, you know, really it's more procedural things internally, ways to be more efficient, ways to be more effective, different marketing channels, ways to get my message out. you know, uh, from that standpoint, learning, you know, I was out of the insurance industry for eight years before I decided to open my doors, uh, open my insurance agency. So I kind of had to knock some rust off with regards to the industry and learn how the industry has changed and and implement technology into my business, you know, before uh, all of that stuff was provided for me. And so now when I open my own agency, you know, I had to figure out what works and what doesn't work and what's the best way to reach my customer. And, you know, you try something and it, it doesn't work like you thought it would. And so you make a minor adjustment and try it again. And, you know, um, really just submitting myself to the process of refinement, I guess you could say. One of the questions, JC, that we um, frequently ask our guests, uh, what advice would you give to um, maybe another business, somebody interested in in using their business as a force for good or creating a social responsibility platform? Don't use it as a marketing tool. Um, Do it because it's what's in your heart. 
and it's what you're passionate about. If you do that, I think it'll reach the, it'll ultimately fall on the people that need to, that, that want to hear it. You know, a good message shared long enough will eventually fall on the right ears. And so that's probably my biggest thing is I didn't, I don't, I don't like promoting standing up and saying, look at all the good I'm doing. I'd rather just go do the good and let people see that um, from, from that standpoint. It's not a marketing ploy for me. It's just really what I'm about. It's in the, it's in, it's interwoven in the fiber of everything that we do. It's, it's our mission. It's our purpose. And yet you almost have to interweave that into your organization, whether from the hiring process to how you treat your employees on an ongoing basis to uh, how you market, where you market. It really, it's in everything that you do. It's not just a, hey, I think this would be a good idea to get more customers. It's really at the core foundation of what we are. Yeah, no, that's lovely. I I, I agree. Um, this is a little bit of a shifting of the gears before we, we close, but um, I know from your website um, there's a lovely picture of your family. So you have two, I think, children at home. Is that correct? I do. I have a, a – my son is 10 and my daughter – Six. Okay, so they're both in e-learning. Um, they might have resumed today. Actually, e-learning is that correct? Uh, we actually started last week back from spring break. Okay, okay. So I am just wondering, um, you know, what is some advice for people that are most are working from home, um, a lot are, are juggling e-learning and that kind of stuff. What, how have you uh, decided to approach that in your family and what successes are you seeing and things that you're doing? You know, honestly, I think it's one of the blessings that has come from this situation is people are more tolerant of life. You know, it's, it used to be you'd get on a, even if you were doing a webinar, you get all dressed up and you put on a nice shirt and ladies would make themselves up and try to look good for the video <laughs> camera. And now people are, you know, it's okay. It's, it's acceptable to hop on a, a Zoom call or a, a web call with a T-shirt on and you have your kids running in and hopping on your lap. And, and that's just life right now. And to try to portray that that's not, you know, your life's somehow perfect where you can wear this nice shirt and everything else and not have kids in the background. I think it's just people are being, rea- it's people are being real right now. People are being vulnerable. And this is life because we're all in this together. You know, there's not one of us that's going to outsmart this. <laughs> so we're yeah. all in this together and just just accept what it is and, and try to find the good throughout it. And, you know, I, I did an hour web call with somebody last week where my daughter sat on my lap for about half of it. <laughs> Aw, that's sweet. And, and that's so that, sweet. that's really the, 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 the true lesson here. <laughs> People are just real right now and raw. Well, um, JC, tell our listeners how they can um, find out more about uh, purchasing insurance through Catalyst. Yeah. um, You know, you can obviously reach us through our website and that's Catalyst, C-A-T-A-L-Y-S-T-I-N-S-G-R-P.com. Um, everything that you're going to need to know is, is there. You can also find us on social media. We're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, and we're on Twitter. 
And so, uh, yeah, just feel free to reach out and we will do what we can to help you. You know, we do, we do everything but health insurance. So that's, that's an animal I don't want to tackle. <laughs> wonderful. Yeah. Well, wonderful. We really, really appreciate you joining us this morning. Um, uh, enjoy talking to you and really appreciate what you're doing to help out the members of our community. Well, thank you for the opportunity to share my story. It's, uh, that, that, really all I ask is just to share my story. Hopefully it inspires somebody else to do something similar um, with, with what they've been entrusted with. So Kathy, uh, the Goodwill of Central and Southern Indiana has done an amazing job of communicating with all their stakeholders. Um, I get their emails, but I also, one of the things they ask their stakeholders to do is to share their advocacy by word of mouth or, you know, retweeting or sharing or, you know, commenting on their, their posts, their social media platforms, et cetera. And so I have been bombarded with my different connections um, with the, their messages over and over and over again. And they're doing such a fantastic job that I thought um, that we should highlight them and talk about the ways that you can help because uh, Goodwill has said, because they have so many different programs, that they're being asked a lot, how can I help? What, you know, what are the best ways to help? And so they um, have given a few that I'd like to highlight. Um, one of those is that you can donate to the COVID-19 emergency fund. Uh, what's really cool about this is that the Goodwill Foundation is providing a two to one match for every dollar donated and it's up to $500,000. So anything will um, be amplified, and those donations can be made at goodwillindy.org, and then just do a backslash donate now, and that will take you directly to that donation page where, like I said, a two-to-one match will, will be made. Um, yeah, I know they're also, aren't they also looking to do, for donated PPE, right? Oh, yeah, they are. They are. Um I, I'm trying to find the list here of the different things that they're they're taking. I've got it. I think they um, so PPE for those of you that don't know is personal protective equipment, and the needed items um, include powered air purifying respirators, face shields, protective eyewear including goggles, glasses, etc., surgical gowns, sanitary disposable gloves, surgical masks, hand sanitizer and three-ply surgical masks. Awesome. Great. I'm glad you found that. That'll be, um, you can find out where to take those items on their website. And then the final um, thing that were the top three things we could do is really what I just said at the beginning is that just to share this information, you know, share it on your, um, your social media platforms and word of mouth and, um, and, uh, and just, just try to uh, stay in touch with what they're doing so that you can um, be a part of helping those frontline workers um, as well as uh, just uh, getting some funds into their emergency fund, which they're um, going to highlight all the uses that they um, uh, have used those funds for on their website and through their own social media. That's great. Let's give a big thank you to our sound engineer, Matt Sosi, and our Taking Care and Community Sponsor, National Bank of Indianapolis. 
If you'd like to nominate someone or an organization for a future episode, you can visit our website, takingcareinbusiness.com. Don't forget to subscribe, follow, or download Taking Care in Business wherever you get our podcasts. If you love Taking Care in Business, give us a five-star rating and leave a review or share this episode on your social media. We are on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Taking Care in Biz, B-I-Z. If you have questions or comments, you can also email us at info at takingcareinbusiness.com. Thank you for joining us today, and until next time, take take care care in in business. business.